Hi there. Today, let's do some more of that vocabulary about jobs and the workplace. Job and workplace vocabulary. So that's really useful to you. And while I'm doing that, I'm also going to share with you some comments and opinions about the kinds of things I see happening in the workplace in the UK. And I'm wondering whether it's the same way you work. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. First of all, before I do any of that, a big thank you to one of our listeners, Remzi E. You spotted that on Google Play, one of our podcasts, number 547, was actually playing in mono. Mono, M-O-N-O. That means that the sound is coming out of one of your speakers or one of your headphones instead of both. So thank you, Remzi E, for spotting that. And yesterday, our technical guru, Andrew, had to work quite hard and have a few brain waves, but he did manage to fix it. So hopefully we won't have any problems like that again. But if you spot something like that, please just email us and let us know. Usually we can sort it out. So hopefully we're coming to you in stereo today. Today, I'm going to talk to you about work and the workplace. But I'm also going to make some comments about some things that I see happening in the UK. And I'm wondering whether they're happening for you too. So hopefully this will make thought provoking and interesting listening. Thought provoking means it makes you think. And while you and I are talking and thinking about the bigger picture, your brain will be learning lots of useful vocabulary about work and jobs and the workplace. So one of the things that I notice at the moment is the amount of pressure that people feel they are under in their jobs. I get a sense of what's going on in the world, often from my clients. And I've had a number of clients recently talking about workplace pressure. Pressure, P-R-E-S-S-U-R-E. Pressure is a word that sometimes we might use in physics. So pressure, it's how much something is being squeezed, if you like. You might measure pressure in Pascal or in atmospheres, if you're a physicist. But when we use the word pressure in normal life, we mean how much stress we're under, how much we have to rush, how much work we have to do, how much expectation there is on us. If you're under pressure at work, it may be because you have a deadline. So deadline, D-E-A-D-L-I-N-E, that's the point in time by which you need to have completed what you're doing. Deadlines are a normal part of the workplace. You can be expected to meet deadlines in your job. We might also talk about a hard deadline. That means a deadline that cannot be missed. There are big problems, big implications if you miss a hard deadline. Another word we use quite a bit in the workplace is target, T-A-R-G-E-T. -E you might come across the word target in other contexts too. If you enjoy 
shooting or archery, that's A-R-C-H-E-R-Y, then you will be shooting at a target. So you'll be practicing trying to hit the target. It's often round and it's got circles on it. And in archery, your target will be some way off and you're trying to hit it with your arrows. And the middle of a target is called a bullseye. B-U-L-L-S-E-Y-E. That means you hit it dead in the centre, a bullseye. That's something you come across in the sport called darts, which is a very British pub sport. So deadlines and targets are common vocabulary in the British workplace. And you have different types of targets, perhaps. You might have sales targets. You have to sell a certain amount of something in order to reach your target. You may have performance targets. So about the level of service that you give or how productive you are, that's a performance target. And where this works, this system of targets, often you are offered a reward for hitting your target. That's R-E-W-A-R-D. So a reward is the noun, that's what you're given. And to reward someone means that you give them a reward. In the workplace, a reward might be some food, a treat, a meal. It might be a day off. It might also be a promotion or it might be a bonus. That's B-O-N-U-S. A bonus is an extra payment of money that you get for doing your job well, for performing well under pressure, for meeting your targets. You might get your bonus. So you're rewarded with money. And who wouldn't want to be rewarded in that way? All of those things are perhaps fair enough. But I think what we're moving towards in the UK increasingly is a performance culture or a target-driven culture where everything has performance targets and where people in their jobs are really under quite a lot of pressure to hit their targets, to hit their performance indicators or to hit their deadlines. It's understandable. If you're an employer, if you're an organisation that has employees, you want people to be productive. You want them to work well. You perhaps want them to be ambitious as well. If you reward people who work hard, maybe that's fair enough. And I would agree with that. But in a moment, I'm going to talk to you about something which I see as problematic in this area. And this is the interesting bit. This is the bit where I share an opinion with you. Before I do that, just a reminder of our most common 500 words course. If you find that you're enjoying the podcast, but they're a bit of a challenge, they're difficult for you to understand and it takes you a long time, you may well benefit from this course. It literally goes through the 500 most commonly used words in English and it anchors them in your vocabulary. It makes them stick in your mind. And this is good for a number of reasons. It makes understanding much easier. Particularly in spoken English, we tend to use 10 little words instead of two big ones. 
We like lots of little words in spoken English and often they're the most common words. That course is a good use of your time. Okay, what do I think of performance culture? Well, my impression is increasingly in the UK, it feels like it's gone too far. There are organisations who routinely and openly expect their employees to do extra hours, many extra hours. These employees may be evaluated, may be judged on whether or not they've done 125% of their hours. 25% extra hours may be needed in order for them to be seen as succeeding in their role. And if someone just does 100% of their expected hours, this may be seen as them failing or not being ambitious in their job. And bonuses and rewards may depend upon you doing these extra hours. 25% is a lot of extra hours. If you're in a professional role, then your promotion may depend upon you doing these extra hours. It's only if you do the extra hours that you will get promoted. So the noun is promotion, P-R-O-M-O-T-I-O-N. That's when you go to the next level of job. And to be promoted or to give someone a promotion, that's the verb associated with it. What I find difficult to reconcile is at the same time, there is a movement going on in many organisations where they're talking about mental health, mental well-being and work-life balance. Organisations are emphasising work-life balance. You must have a satisfying work-life, but you must also leave enough time to have other aspects of life too, so that you're in a mentally good place. You must spend time with friends and family, do leisure activities, go on holiday, relax in your time off so that you're well-rounded and ready to do your job again when you come back to work. Some private companies even give lessons in work-life balance. The problem is, if at the same time they're expecting their employees to do a 50, a 60 or even a 70-hour week, regularly. My experience tells me that if you do a 70-hour week, that is a big risk to your mental and to your physical health. So on the one hand, talking about good mental health and good work-life balance, and yet expecting people to work very long hours, that doesn't go together for me. That feels like hypocrisy on the part of many organisations. If you're in a professional role, Many organisations are very clear about expecting you to do additional hours. Other organisations, though, are less overt, less open about this. What they do is pile the work on. They give you much, much more work than you can actually accomplish in your normal hours, in your contracted hours. So what happens is that the employee feels bad, feels as though they're not performing. So they put in many, many more hours than their contract says that they should in order to have a chance of completing all their work. The danger here is that the employee starts to blame themselves or they are seen as not performing 
And no one's really looking at the amount of work they've been given and whether it's possible to complete it in the time. If you're in that type of job that might be considered professional, where you've passed exams, you've got qualifications, you've worked up to getting to that level, then promotion is the reward that is offered if you do the long hours, if you put the time in, if you hit your target. But what about people who are in less skilled jobs? If you work in a less skilled job, say you work in a factory or a supermarket or in hospital cleaning services, you've still got performance culture. You've still got targets. You're still under pressure. Are you being offered a promotion if you work hard? No, possibly not. But what you may face is the threat that you lose your job if you don't hit your performance targets. That's even worse. In one sense, if the targets are reasonable and the targets are fair, this just protects the employer. It makes sure that they're getting good value for money from their employees. But actually, if the targets are unrealistic, if they're unfair, and there's a threat that a person could lose their job, that becomes a much more negative and damaging thing. And another word that's crept into this conversation, a perfectly good word normally, but it's acquiring a use I don't like. And that word is resilience. R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-C-E. -E. That's the noun and the adjective is resilient. R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-T. That word means difficult to break, difficult to damage, difficult to destroy. And it's a perfectly good word, but it's now being used by organisations and employers as a desired quality, something that they want to see in their employees. They want to see that their staff are resilient. Resilient in this context means that your physical and your mental health are good. So that if we want to put you under pressure and make you work long hours and hit difficult to achieve performance targets, you'll be okay. What I really don't like is that underneath this dialogue is the idea that if an employee finds something difficult, if they struggle with their workload, or they find it difficult to meet a deadline or a performance target, we need to look at their mental health and their resilience. I don't like this conversation because I think what it does is take away the focus from the employer. It takes away the idea that maybe what the person is being asked to do is too much or is unreasonable. It means we're not going to talk about that. We're going to put any responsibility for not performing firmly on the shoulders of the employee. They need to work on their resilience. That's where the problem lies. This makes me angry. I don't think it's fair. It's not good working practice to me. In this podcast, you've got some really good vocabulary about jobs and the workplace and common pieces of language that we use around that. You've also got my comments and my opinion on something that I see happening in the UK. I know it's around in the US as well, 
And I'm interested to know, is this happening in your job, in your company, in your country too? Let us know. We love to hear from you. Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media. You can find more listening lessons and a free English course at adeptenglish.com.